Welcome to the Real Life Fitness Stories podcast. I'm your host, Scott Roberts. Stick around for inspiring real-life stories of incredible resilience and achievement. Thank you for listening. Let's be inspired. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Real Life Fitness Stories podcast. Again, really excited to get today's guest on. Let him talk through what is an amazing story, where he was, where he's ended up. Um, but before we get to that, just a big welcome to the big fella, Pete Cranfield. How are you, mate? Hello, mate. All good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, Great to be stuff. on. It's, uh, yeah. I... Thank you again for coming on. Um, no worries at all. Just for the listeners, if you just want to give a very short introduction to yourself, and then I'll kind of set them up in regards to what today's subject will be. Yeah, perfect. So, uh, yeah, like you just said, I'm, I'm Pete Canfield. Uh, I'm from Liverpool. And, uh, yeah, just come on today to talk with you about my uh, my kind of weight loss journey, fitness journey. Um, something that I started about uh, nearly three years ago now. And, um, yeah, it's just it's changed a lot of things about my life. It's really altered a lot of things about me and about how I live in, in general. Um, and, yeah, it's... it's um, it's just had a massive positive impact on my life um, as regards to it's helped me massively with work. It's helped me massively um, with with bringing up my son um, and just general well-being, general mental health and happiness. And uh, and yeah, the, the routine of it all is just, you know, is, uh, is brilliant for me. So, yeah, it's been a massive life-changing experience. Um, obviously, I've got Matt to thank, you know, massively that, uh, that, you're, that you also know, Matt. Um, he kind of picked me up and got me on this journey. And um, it was after a podcast episode, to be honest, me and him did a podcast episode. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we just we got chatting after it. And he just said to me, come on, let's do something. So we, we did. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'll be forever forever thankful to Matt for kind of um, giving me that push that I needed. Perfect. So before you give everything away, I'll jump in. So, <laughs> so basically, like Pete mentioned, he's here to share his weight loss journey. Um, it's something hopefully a lot of listeners will be able to relate to. Um, we're talking big, big weight loss here. So Pete was, Pete got up to over 24 stone um, and then worked his way down to 16, roughly around 16 stone. So that, that's basically an eight stone drop. <laughs> which yes. well I mean it, it seems madness um I suppose I'm jumping ahead of myself but when you hear eight stone weight loss now yeah what what do you think about that how, how do you feel about that do you know what it, it blows my mind that I, I pick things up in the gym you know I pick weights up in the gym that are eight stone and I think I, I can't believe I used to walk around with this much with this much weight on me and like um yeah, and then and then I look at myself, you know, um, in the mirror, and I think, wow, like I, I was eight stone heavier at one point, and it, it wasn't only eight stone heavier; it was, you know, um, I was I was around thirty eight, forty percent body fat, I think, at that point. Um, so yeah, and you know, towards the the lightest end of the journey, I got to, I don't know, maybe close to single figures or around, you know, 10%, something like that. So to, to drop that much body fat and to drop that much weight, um, yeah, it, 
even for me who's done it, you know what I mean? It's it's crazy, but um, yeah, I'm proud of it, and I, you know, I'm pleased that I've done it, and um, I'll, I'll continue on on the journey. Yeah, fantastic. Because I think a lot of people, especially in their head, when they feel like they've got a lot of weight to lose, yeah, you know, a lot less than eight stone. Let, let's say two or three stone that can still seem very daunting and too far away to a, to a point where it puts people off starting. So yeah. to have someone like you on that has lost more than double that, it will hopefully give others hope to think, you know what, there's no reason why I can't do this. Yeah. Do you know, I've actually started helping a few people um, this year, just, just on like little weight loss journeys themselves and only friends and, and people close to me. Um, I've just been giving them some advice and, and you know, a couple of the lads have, um, are doing really well. One of the lads who I'm helping out, he's lost a couple of stone. And um, it, like you said, then when, you get, when you're at the, end, the starting point, when you're at that initial point where you think, you know, I've got eight, I want to lose eight stone. I think it does seem daunting, but what I've, what I've said to them people and what I did personally was I, I, I chipped away at it in small increments because... There was times at the start when I was thinking, you know, what weight do I want to be? And I'd say to Matt quite a lot, like, what, what weight do you think I should aim for? And a lot of the time, well, all of the time, he'd just say to me, listen, like, let's not even think about it. Let's yeah. let's not set a goal. Let's not set a target that far in advance. Let's just set small targets. So, you know, we'd say, right, in the next eight weeks, we want to try and lose um, 12 pounds, something like that, 10 pounds. And we'd chip it away at it like that. And, and that's what kind of kept me eager and kept me like pushing forward because I think if I did say at the start right I need to lose eight stone I would have you know yeah. I would have found it harder definitely yeah. um, and, and, I, and I, so I do relate to them people that you know they might have eight stone to lose they might have two stone to lose but I think if you chip, break it down and chip it away at it in smaller numbers then that's definitely the way forward because you can you can celebrate them each, each little goal that you hit you can celebrate them little goals and you can you know, you can enjoy the fact that you've hit that five-pound weight loss, that seven-pound weight loss, um, rather than, yeah, looking at it too too far in the, in the distance. Yeah, I mean, it can it can even be broken up into smaller pieces than that, just, just weekly. Have you, yeah. made, have you made progress this week or have you ticked your basics off this week? Because yeah, if, yeah. if you do that, everything else will take care of itself. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Cool. So... He's mentioned Matt a few times, so I think just for everyone, we better just cover who Matt is. Um, <laughs> Matt's a film star. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's an all-rounder, um, personal trainer, online coach, film star, well, future <laughs> film star. Um, so Matt was your coach for how long? Up until about... Well, to be honest, I, I've, I've stayed in touch with him all the way through, and I still keep in touch with him now, so... Um, but up until... Maybe I'd say the the prep for my bodybuilding show that I did. Um, my other friend Marcel he took over at that point and fully, um, you know, I was in touch with him daily. Um, we were doing weekly check-ins. We were doing, uh, you know, a normal bodybuilding prep. For, yeah. We did a twenty-week prep because it was my first show, so we did twenty weeks. Um, and at at that point where I decided to do a show, definitely, and you know, um, I was working kind of Matt and Marcel both had input probably for the last year. Um, and at that point, Matt said to me, listen, I'm going to hand it over to Marcel now because he's got 
the expertise, he's got the um, the knowledge, he's got the experience of actual bodybuilding um, prep, and and I haven't got that. So um, it was at that point where kind of Marcel took over, if you like, or or was was the person I was speaking to daily. But so for for the first two years of, out of the last three years, um, Matt was there on the other end of the phone, you know, a couple of times a week, and we'd we'd catch up on a phone call. Um, maybe weekly, bi-weekly, you know, every other week. Um, and yeah, like me and him had some <laughs> some heavy, deep conversations. And you know, Matt's ended up being someone that I'd regard as a, a really close mate of mine now. Um, you know, he knows more about me than than a lot of people. Um, but more than all of that, he was there for me just for that someone to lean on when I, you know, when I needed it. And um, and the advice he was giving me, like I'd I'd, I'd get to little sticking points where I'd maybe go for two weeks where I wouldn't lose any weight or, you know, I'd, I'd feel sometimes I'd go for a month or six weeks and I'd think, I'm going back up to you. And Matt would, like, say to me, listen, you're not, like, this is how the journey goes. And and he always had the answers that I needed. And, um, yeah, he, he's, you know, uh, so, yeah, he, he helped me for the first two years and and, and then into the, um, you know, into me prep. And then, as I say, Marcel took over then, who's, who's another incredible person in, in the, uh, the fitness world uh, and a good mate of mine as well yeah I, I think a lot of people don't really understand especially an online coaching side of things just what's involved uh, people yeah. okay you will obviously get your training you will get your diet side of things whether it's a meal plan or some macros or whatever it is you need but more often than not it's another set of eyes, someone who's been there and done it to say, well, it's reassuring more than anything. Because when, yeah. when you're in it and emotionally invested, more often than not too emotionally invested in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. someone there to say, hang on, you're doing just fine. Because more yeah. often than not, people just fuck up their own journey by yeah. second guessing themselves, making unnecessary changes, giving up for no reason, and a coach is there to just get you through all of that more than anything else. Yeah. I, I, I remember um, one of the big things I remember was, uh, you know, you, you read, there's so much available now as well. There's so many sources to read and look at and like so many, you know, people talking on Instagram. And I remember, const- well, after about a year, I remember constantly saying to Matt, should I be doing any cardio yet? And he's like, no, 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 don't do, you know, leave the cardio till we need it. And I'd be, I'd, I'd have done my training session. I'd have got me food in for the day. I'd have been to work. I'd have done everything, ticked all the boxes, and I'd be sitting there at home and I'd be thinking, you know, oh, I need, I need to be moving. I need to be doing something to, to chip away at this fat. I need to be doing something to, to be moving. It's no good. I'm sat down still, and this isn't good for me. And, and I got, I got that invested in it, and I got that tangled up in it. But yeah, I, I was, you know, I was pestering and Matt saying. So I'll just go and have a 20 minute walk or so I'll just go and do 10 minutes around the block. And he was like, no, no, trust me. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll use the card. Yeah, we'll use the we'll use the walking or the treadmill or the bike when you need to. Um and yeah, that that always, you know, that's something that I always uh, that sticks in my mind because I just remember that feeling of wanting to do more physical activity because I was so invested in it and and yeah, he was just basically saying to me, "Sit down, chill. You know, relax. You've done what you've you've done what you need to do for the day, um, and we you know start again tomorrow." And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm one of them people. It's all or nothing. Um, so the, some of the sticky 
situations I found myself in were not I didn't I didn't want to cheat I didn't want to you know binge eat I didn't want to have a cheat meal on a weekend I just wanted to be doing more all the time um, and you know suppose mentally for me that was that was kind of tough but it's that was a big learning curve for me and now I'm, I'm this far in I do fully understand that you know rest is needed and and it's good to have a you know a, a relax relaxing time during the day where you can sit down and get your feet up and and that's when your body repairs and um, that's you know your body carries on uh, getting better and 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 um, progressing. So yeah, that that was something big that I learned um, that I couldn't quite get my head around at the very start. Yeah, cool. Right, let's go back to the start. You mentioned yesterday that around the age of nineteen twenty, you was into shot putting, and that's where you you kind of stopped doing that. So what happened between then? And getting to the point where you was just over twenty four stone, and you're you're starting with Matt. Um, a lot to be honest. Um, so I, I was shot putting from when I was a young age. I made the great like fast forward, like you know, I'll, I'll go fast through this. I was shot putting from when I was in school. Um, I was in the Liverpool Harriers. Uh, uh, progressed. I, br- I was breaking club records. Um, Stadium records, track records. I was I was doing really well. Made it onto the Great Britain team as an under twenty. Um, represented you know my country and my kind of vision at that point was that I wanted to go on and represent Great Britain at, at you know senior level and then I'll go to the Commonwealth Games or the Olympics or something like that. And um, I was on the Olympic um, prospect program, I think it was called or something like that. So I'd go to these um, days where we'd. We trained with like national coaches and um, and yeah, I, you know, I was on track to kind of be really well. And then I got to I finished school and hated school, never been academic at all. You know, every day was a struggle just getting me there. Um, so finished school, was made up, went to school, went to college, did exercise, sports science, um, lasted about six weeks, I think. Just couldn't be bothered being in a, a classroom environment again. So. My granddad, uh, who's passed away now, he, he was always very supportive of me, athletics, take me everywhere, take me training, you know, four or five times a week, drive me around everywhere. And he just said to me, listen, let's, you know, let's just crack on and train and worry about college or job or whatever down the line. So I trained pretty much full time for um, about 18 months. And that, that's when I, I started progressing really well in the shop. But, but you know, I, I had friends at the time and... Um, and a girlfriend and, and I wanted to go out and socialise a little bit I, I wasn't into drinking or, or anything like that then I, you know I was totally focused on my athletics like like I said that's my mindset and I was fully invested but I hated the fact that my granddad was paying for everything and you know my friends around me were working or you know college so um, I think I was doing my mum and dad's head then as well you know just like eating so much food like because of me training and stuff and um, and obviously not not paying back so I decided to get myself a job and I knew I didn't want an office job a desk job I hate you know as I say I hate that kind of environment so I um, I decided to to become a barber I, went, I did a barber and apprenticeship um, something that I've always been interested in since school was was getting my hair cut and being around the barber shop so um, so yeah 18 I became a barber well started a barber and apprenticeship and um yeah, I, I kind of, you know, I was working nine hours a day, five days a week, 
um, and I was getting paid 45 quid a week. It, back then, that was all right. You know, I could do things with that money. Um, and I, I think, you know, um, I was kind of progressing as much as I could and trying to push my money up. And But then my training started to, to dwindle a little bit and, you know, I'd go training and be tired because I'd been on my feet all day. And um, it was a real tough point in my life because I had to make a decision. And my granddad was, sat me down. He was like, listen, you know, your, your performances have gone down, your training's not as good as it was. And, but, you know, you found this career that you really enjoy, so kind of need to make a decision. So I stuck with the athletics for about another year or two, and I did do all right. As I say, I got on the Great Britain under-20 team, and, um, you know, I, I did okay, but not to my full potential, I feel. So um, that was the decision I made. I decided to give everything to my career. But along with this career, this barbering career, um, comes, you know, um, socialising at the weekend. You've had a busy weekend work hard week's work and the lads like to or lads and girls like to go out and have a drink at the end of the week so I started started doing that probably once or twice a week and then um, the four lads who I worked with uh, used to smoke and during our break we'd go and stand in the back of the shop and I'd stand with them and then I started having a, having a cigarette with them and then before I knew it I was drinking and smoking and then um, and then as I say you're on your feet all day you know you, you, you're busy you're uh, you don't really have time to sit down. If one of you sits down, everyone's like, what are you doing sitting down? We're standing up working. And so you can't sit down. So like you'd grab things on the go. And like, I'd, obviously I was still, at that point, I was about 18 stone around that time. Um, as I said, I've been training since I was in school. I was I was strong, I was big. Um, but, and I was hungry. So I carried on eating like I did when I was doing athletics. Yeah. And obviously not training. Um, and I started to pile on the weight. And when I got to around 22, I think, I got up to about 23 stone. Um, and so I'd gained a good, you know, four and a half, five stone at that point. And I just wasn't happy. So I did Slim and World. <laughs> I went to Slim World with my mum. And uh, I lost five stone in under a year um, on Slim and World. I got down to, back down to 18 stone. Felt great. Started training again. Um, just in the gym when I could and didn't last at all you know come off the Slim World diet and I kind of put, put weight back on again and, and if, I'd say from about 24, 25 um, at that point my, my career had really started to kick off and I was travelling a lot um, dealing with some big clients you know they were calling me down to London all over the country I was flying abroad and doing it I was just constantly working all the time um, and grabbing food on the go and I got into a horrible cycle of being so tired because my workload was that much that I felt like I needed the food to fuel myself. And if I didn't eat, I'd feel like, get the jitters, I'd feel shaky. And uh, so I'd start putting more sugar in because I felt like that sugar high. And then before I knew it, I was, you know, I'd, I'd be driving to see a client in Birmingham and I'd grab two Mars bars, pack of crisp couple of cans of coke, bottle of Lucas Aid, and I'd, I'd have that on the way to, to Birmingham. And uh, and as I say, you know, uh, I started suffering really bad with anxiety as well around just before I hit 30. And uh, and these sugar highs and lows weren't helping at all. And um, yeah, I ended up in a really bad cycle. And then just after my 30s, well, probably from 30 onwards, the group of friends I was in with and um, just the way my life went, I started drinking like quite a lot, and up to the point of 
around lockdown, just before lockdown, I was probably drinking a bottle of wine every day, maybe sometimes two bottles of wine. Um, and yeah, that obviously added to the, the weight gain. And, and then just, I think it was six months into lockdown, maybe August of 2020. Um, that was when I was like, right, I need to do something here because this isn't, this isn't good. And I felt, I felt terrible every day. I'd, you know, I'd wake up, I'd feel groggy, I'd feel tired, I'd be roasting hot. Um, I, I, I knew I looked terrible, I felt terrible, and I was just in a terrible hole. And I was, I was trying all these things to kind of pull myself out of it. But then I'd get home from work every night and I'd have a bottle of wine and I'd feel all right. <laughs> so I was just in, just in a weird cycle. Um, and then, yeah, I, you know, I, I spoke to Matt, I started my podcast got Matt on for an episode, spoke to him, and he was like, let's do something, let's, let's change, let's change it. So during this, uh, this time period as such where you, know, you were being busy, you, the, the alcohol, the junk food, did it get to a point where it started, obviously it was starting to affect you mentally, but was it affecting your work and relationships as well? Or did work continue to just keep building and building? Work kept building and building, but um, I was, if, if it was like that now and I felt like I do now, I feel like I could have progressed even more. But I was kind of, my business was doing amazing, like my brand that I built, you know, it was, I was selling, I, I had t-shirts, I had like clothing to go with the brand and I was selling stuff worldwide and um, yeah, I, I I guess kind of maybe a little bit of ego kicked in because of because of how well my brand was doing and that was kind of causing me to want to celebrate what what I'd done yeah. a lot more than I should have been, do you know what I mean? And um, I was kind of living this life that just wasn't wasn't me. And um yeah, like you know, me, me really, I was married at the time and my relationship was kind of well, I'm divorced now. <laughs> so that kind of you know, that's how that went. Um and yeah, it everything just I felt like, I feel like over the years, everything just kind of piled on and piled on. And I got to this point where it was either shit or bust, you know what I mean? And um, and everything kind of crashed down a little bit. But luckily, I, did, I, I took on this new uh, obsession, if you like, this new, uh, I, I suppose I am quite obsessive. So if I, if I think of something or I have something in my mind, then I'll put everything into it. Like I did with my brand, you know, I did it with, drinking <laughs> I did it, I do it with like a lot of things but this is kind of um has been a good obsession to have and a good um a good hobby and a good lifestyle change I suppose and yeah luckily this came about when it did and it, it just picked me up and dragged me away from the way I was going I think when you were at your worst as such those close to you did did they notice did, did they say anything or was it just Pete being Pete and life being life. Um, yeah, you know, my ex-wife, she, she wasn't obviously happy about me drinking. You know, I probably drank all the way through, through the pregnancy and um, she was probably the only one that real, really made a you know, point of talking to me about it. Um, everyone else kind of, well, friends were, I suppose the people I was surrounded by were like, I was indulging with them as well, do you know what I mean, on, on occasions. And um, and yeah, I, I remember I was only thinking about it the other day. So I've got like a big event this weekend, a big barbering event. Um, 
and uh, I work for Babbles, like a big, obviously manufactured clippers and stuff, and I'm a, like a brand ambassador for them, and um, I'm, you know, I'm so lucky to to have this role. And before I got that role, I used to still do these hair shows and stuff, and it was it was always all about for me. It was always all about the social aspect. So I'd go and I wouldn't really be bothered about the haircut, and I'd be like, yeah, as soon as we finish, straight on it. Do you know what I mean? We'll be looking forward to the party after that. We'll see the lads from London, from all over the country. We'll all come together. We'll, we'll have a messy night, get back up, get up in the morning, feel absolute shite and, you know, I have to go again and cut hair and stagger through that. And then again, we can go out again. And I was, this one, the weekend, I was thinking, no, I'm really looking forward to kind of, the, it's the first one, first big show I've done since um, losing weight and, you know, not really drinking and stuff. And, Thinking I'm really looking forward to actually being there and, and being a part of what the event's about, as opposed to, you know, looking on going there and getting wrecked. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it comes down to just being more present. Um, yeah. You mentioned you've got a little one. Have you got one child or two? Yeah, no. So River, uh, my little boy, he was born uh, March 2020. So three days before lockdown was fully announced, uh, River River was born. Um. And, you know, as I say, I was, I was, at that point, I was still drinking a bottle of wine, two bottles of wine every night. Um, and I'd, you know, it's been addressed now, but I'd, I'd have a couple of bottles of wine, he'd be upstairs in bed and, and I'd, I wouldn't wake up. I wouldn't wake up in the morning till 10 o'clock. Um, you know, at, at that point, he'd already been up for a few hours. And, um, yeah, it, you know, it caused issues and not just in that sense, but, as, as you mentioned then, you know, personally, like I, I was, I felt horrible. I felt unfit. I felt unhealthy. I felt slow. I just, uh, thinking back, it, it makes me really sad to, to, you know, to look at the person that I've become. Um, but the the positives I take from it are the fact that, you know, I got myself there and I got myself out of it. Well, with, with, with the help of Matt. Um, and, you know, I'll, I can look back now and think, I will never go there again. Like hand on heart, hundred percent. Say that I don't. I don't want to be that person. I'm, I'm so happy now, and I'm so motivated. And and yeah, you know, I, I couldn't want any more from life. Like I don't. I don't have my business anymore. Like my brand kind of went. Um, uh, uh, two years ago, I, I lost that. But I know three years ago, if someone had told me that, that would have completely broken me because that I loved that so much. But now I'm thinking positive like i've got this brand ambassador role with babylis so you know me, me personal side of business like my my barber inside is doing really well and um you know i've still got my clients and my clients are unreal and and i've obviously stuck with me for many years um so i just kind of take the positives out of everything and and love the fact that you know um i am where i am and i'm proud of it brilliant brilliant so one of the main messages I want to get across to people, if they relate to your story or, or any of the stories we're sharing is, when was that moment for you that you thought, right, I, I need to change? Like, today, today is the day I'm going to change. Because there'll be a lot of people listening that are, are unhappy. You know, wh whatever it is that's going on in their life, they're unhappy, but they're that used to it. They, they've built a life around that unhappiness. And very yeah. often, um, I was speaking about it in yesterday's podcast, it, it's often until they reach rock bottom that that's the only time something happens. 
And I kind yeah. of I kind of want to get across in these in that don't wait until that point. Seek help much earlier. But when was that moment for you? I know you've mentioned the podcast with Matt, but there must have been something more than that for you to say, right, today's the day. Yeah, it, I'd say it wasn't long before speaking to Matt, but I remember sitting on the couch feeling absolutely hungover and rough as anything and looking at my little boy on the floor and just thinking, fucking hell, in, in three, four years' time, I'm going to have to run around after them and, you know, I'm going to have to take them to kids' parties, I'm going to have to take them to school, sports day. And if I looked like this, if I looked like that, I, I would have been gutted. You know, I would have been devastated at myself. I, I didn't want him to to turn up and think, oh, there's my daddy, can't take part, you know what I mean? He's, he's fucked up over there, like he can't breathe. Um, so, and I, I just looked at him and I thought, I, I need to do something for, for him. Um, obviously, I felt terrible in myself, but he, he was the motivation. He, I, I wanted to do it for him and I wanted him to be proud. And, um, and the incredible thing is now, like, he's... You know, he might just—he won't remember what I, you know, what I was like back then. But now he's so into what I'm into. Like, you can't—I take him to the bodybuilding shows with me, and and like in, in my house, he, he stands in the mirror posing, and you know, he, he loves it, and and I'm so happy that like you know I, I can have him around that kind of that kind of lifestyle because it's good for him to see you know the um, the dedication I suppose and the and the the time that I put into you know what I'm doing um and yeah it's it, so yeah so you know to answer your question it, it was him that kind of motivated me and it was that point just just seeing him like a you know little baby there and I just thought yeah I'm, I need to do something for him um I do I, I do have so many people that, that you know obviously have followed the journey or have seen what I've done and and do ask me a lot of questions and one of the biggest questions people say is how do you get started like how did you find the motivation? How did you, um, you know, tackle the first few weeks? How did you change your eating habits so drastically? And and you know, everybody's different. You you'll know because of because of obviously your you know your this is your thing and um, everyone's different. And people who I've, I'm kind of helping at the moment, they're different than me. Like they're looking forward to you know a cheat meal or they're looking forward to you know, uh, a, a day of relaxed calories or something like that. Whereas then, when I was at that point, I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to relax until I at least drop a few stone and I can see a good, you know, a good bit of difference. Um, I remember Matt, you know, he'd set my calories at 2,700 and I'd eat 2,500. And if I went over that, I'd be disappointed in myself. And he'd be like, no, you, I've set it there, so you need to hit that. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, you know, and there was a couple of times where I got close to hitting it. I was like, drag that back a little bit. Um, and, I, you know, like I said at the, at the beginning, I, I'm quite obsessive over things. And it's, it's not probably the healthiest way to be, but it's definitely helped me because I haven't had them times where I've gone and binge at a load of chocolate or, you know, crap and then felt devastated about it. I, I, I know. Like when I stood on stage doing my first bodybuilding show, I knew I stood up there and I thought I couldn't have done any more than, than I've done. And, you know, however I look today is is 100% the best version I, can, I could put out here today. So, um, and I, I'll always keep that mindset because 
I, I don't want to cheat myself. Do you know what I mean? I, if I want to do something, I might as well put everything into it. So you've kind of, you ask yourself the question I was going to ask, but just going back to those first few weeks with Matt, how easy did you find it making that change? When Matt's saying, right, I want you to do this and this, you know, obviously you're making some big changes from both the exercise point of view, the diet point of view. There needs to be a big mindset shift. Did that kind of happen straight away for you or did was there a bedding period as such? No, no, it, it was the next day, like after I'd spoken to him, like he said, give me a couple of days, I'll, I'll get you an exercise plan written up and I'll get you a, you know, food plan written up and then we'll relink re up and we'll talk about it and we'll uh, we'll plan it from there. And the next day I was like, right, this is it. Like if I, I'm going to start today. If I don't do it today, I might leave it till, you know, two Mondays time. And then if I do that, then between that point and that Monday, I would have crammed in as much shit as I could because I would have been like, right, I'm going to get all this in before. And I just, I weighed myself. I saw that weight on the scales. And I was like, right, this this is my starting point. I'm going to go from now. Um, and, you know, within a couple of days of, of our Zoom conversation, um, good enough, Matt had sent me over a training plan and I got in the gym. I joined the gym straight away. Um, and I, I just started chipping away straight away. And obviously when you started that that process, I, I presume a bodybuilding show was was not on the agenda at that point. No, no. Um, someone I was, again, I was speaking to someone about this only yesterday, and um, I, I, in the very beginning, I I looked. Matt said to me, "You know, uh, what what would you like to do?" And I was like, "I don't know. I, I just want to be. I just know I want to be healthy. I want to be, you know, lighter and healthy." And within a couple of months, the weight was dropping off, and and we were kind of talking all the time, and. I was, we were talking about setting goals and um, and I said to him, you know what, I'd really like to, look-wise or feel-wise, I'd like to look like a, an off-season bodybuilder kind of build. So I'd like to look like a train and I'd like to, you know, um, be in decent shape uh, and just not look flat. And he was like, well, come on, let's keep going. So we kept going and then it got to about a year in. And Marcel, my friend, he was like, well, yeah, you're absolutely smashing it. You know, you're, you're doing so well. And, um, what, what's your aims what's your goals and I, was, I said to him I was like do you, I don't know do you think I'd be daft to try and maybe do a show and he's like no no let's you know do it you, you, you've got all your muscle memory from when you're doing your athletics and um, you know you've, you've got a good build and uh, why, why not let's give it a go so as I say I did about another six months maybe of trying to lose a bit of weight and then I, I changed my training style then and I changed my training style for like a bodybuilding style. Um, and yeah, I started, you know, I started seeing differences straight away. Uh, I started looking different and, and I was getting more out of my training because I had a, a training goal. I wasn't just training to lose weight or lose fat. And at that point, something switched and I thought, I, I want this because I've always been, a, even in my athletics days, I was a fan of bodybuilding. Like I, I used to buy Flex magazine and, I used to, you know, read about it. There was, there was, <laughs> there was no social media back then either, was there? So, you know, you'd, you'd be flicking through the magazines, um, and yeah, I, I loved that. And I, I used to think that's so unachievable, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do these guys do it? You must be eating like five chickens a day, and like, but yeah, you, you know, because my friend, my friend Marcel said to me like it's it's achievable, and because Matt had said it was achievable, I, I, I felt like 
um, their opinion was the only opinion that I needed. You know, that that's what mattered to me. And they both said to me, have a go. So I thought, well, you know, I can only have a go and see. And even up until, um, I'd say, eight weeks out from the show, I was looking at myself and I was thinking, do I look like I'm, am I going to look silly getting up on stage here? Or am I going to, you know, and I, I went to a few shows to watch and I, I was looking on, you know, online, which wasn't the best thing to do because everyone you see on there is, looks incredible. Um, and I was thinking, I, I look nothing like these lads. And just in that last, you know, six six weeks, four weeks, two weeks out, I started seeing things like my legs were changing. Me, I could see abs. I never, ever thought I'd be able to see my abs. And I could see abs, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Um, and yeah, like the days leading into the show, I was just on this massive like high because I was just so happy and I was just like, it was overwhelming. I, I'd often just have a look and, or check in with, with Marcel and I was blown away by like, you know, it didn't look like me. And um, and yeah, it, it was just, it was incredible. And, and I can't wait to do it again. You know, I'm going to do another show next year. Um, and yeah, it's it's been, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's um, those last, like you said, those last few weeks leading into a show, especially if you're kind of show ready and lean, it's it's madness, isn't it? You're, yeah. I've, I've only ever done one bodybuilding show a long time ago now, but right. you, like you say, you start seeing these random muscles and veins, and you're like, fucking hell, what's that? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's not you. But you're seeing yeah. these things that you've only really seen in magazines because you've finally, it, yeah. you've finally got lean enough to see it. And yeah, it's, it's, it, I was going to say it's a head fuck, but it's a really good head fuck because you, <laughs> yeah, one, you one, you know you're ready, but two, you know you, you, it's you that's done the work for it. That's it. What, one of the biggest, one of the, the toughest hurdles I've had in the whole journey to, to overcome is, going from being stage lean, stage ready, to, to maybe this point, or like maybe about six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, because I went from obviously being 16 stone, one on stage, so I'd lost, I was eight stone lighter than I was at the very start. That was my leanness point, and then I've gone from being there to, obviously I want to try and put on more muscle, I want to you know gain a bit of size, and about six, eight weeks ago, I was 20 stone. Right. And <clears throat> seeing that... Wait there, because that's one of my next questions. But before that's we okay. that, obviously, when you're going for a bodybuilding show, there's a huge amount of focus there. You know, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're either going to be ready or you're not. And yeah. you're going to make sure you're ready. Otherwise, you're stood yeah. on stage in some budgie smugglers. In yeah, yeah. Yourself. So yeah, yeah. Let's go back to just before that point where it was really just for health and fitness and weight loss. What struggles did you experience during that bit from, from I suppose, from a, a motivation point of view? And because it was over a long, it had to be a long period of time because of how much you had to lose. Um, or did it struggles? Was, was you um, that driven that you just head down, ass up and off you went? Yeah, to be honest, if you speak to Matt, like, or, you know, if you speak to anyone, anyone that knows me, Everyone used to say to me, I can't believe like you've managed to do this. Like I'd I'd go to social events and I'd I'd either take my own food or I'd eat before I went and wouldn't eat when I was there. And you know, I was going to big awards in London, big awards dinners, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't eat the food. And um I was I've been to 
yeah, weddings, parties, and seeing seeing that amount of food there or seeing what people have got on the plate would kind of give me a kick knowing that I didn't have to eat that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm on my own journey and I'm not letting anything get in the way. So um, if I can get to, you know, 11, 12 o'clock tonight and I haven't touched that, then, like, well done me, do you know what I mean? In my own head, that's that's how I kind of um, motivated myself. And, and yeah, but I, I guess like it's probably like with an alcoholic, you know, putting yourself in a situation where you have to test yourself. I did that many times and come out of those situations not um, having buckled, not, you know, not giving into anything. And, um, and it was more just like being able to celebrate that fact in my own head that kept me motivated. Um, so yeah, I can't think of any. You know, one one of the real struggles was at the beginning, um, because I, like I said, I'm all or nothing. You know, I went from sitting at home on a couch, being at home all day every day, to wanting to be in the gym all day every day, uh, as many times as I could, and and obviously, you know, that impacted my relationship at the time because it was just such a big change in, in everything, you know, and there was a baby around, so. Um, yeah, I suppose that was, you know, a big struggle to kind of um to keep to keep that happening. Um also lockdown, you know, lockdown was a nightmare because uh I think the August when I started the gyms had opened back up again and then it was only a couple of months and then the gyms closed down. So obviously I had to close down because of my job. So I used to come into my studio and just I bought a couple of weights in here and I just used to come in here and just do workouts on my own and you know, sweat it out and just, just try and do as much as I could. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't have any major times when, like I say, you know, I had um, any any times where I thought I was going to fail or, or get, excuse me, give up because that, my mind just works in, in the way it does and I didn't allow myself to, to do that. And I suppose having that mindset, it's something I speak well on my social media a lot and with my clients a lot is setting boundaries something people are not very good at doing or they feel uncomfortable doing so such as you being at them social occasions and just saying no i'm I'm not eating or either so i'm quite good at just turning things down it's like that's i have my flexibility during the week whether that's eating out with my family or having a few drinks with my friends that is my flexibility for the week when i'm dieting right i'm just not showing up to this yeah but a, a lot of people who do struggle struggle with that side of things because they fear of being judged they don't want to let people down they don't want people talking about them and people a lot of people who struggle with their weight struggle with that side of things yeah one one of the things i remember um did really take me a while to get my head around was the fact that like once i'd set it in my mind i was going to do a show you know, and, and I'd set a bit of a goal. Um, or even even earlier on than that, like people would say to you, you know, why are you not eating or what, you know, why are you eating that? And I'd, I'd be saying, oh, because I'm losing weight or because I'm I'm doing a bodybuilding show and, and people look at you straight away. And, you know, like when I was big, they'd look at me and they'd think, you know, are you losing weight or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's not really working. Um well, like, as I say, you know, when I said I was doing the show and I, I didn't look like I was ready to do a show or going to do a show, 
people would tell, you know, how long is that going to take you? A good few years. And I'd be like, no, no, next, next September. And you're like, oh, so you got like, and you can see people thinking, but you know, it's, you've kind of got to stay in your own lane and you've got to, you've got to stay laser focused on the fact that, you know, you are on that journey and you are going to do that and you are going to put the work in. And then when you get to that point, that's when, you know, people will, will say to you, well done or, um, yeah, it's it's strange, isn't it? <laughs> it, it? There's a lot of mental. There are a lot of mental sides to it. Um, Let, let's go to what you was talking about after a show, um, because it's it's one thing I struggled with massively. Um, I had an injury that I was kind of looking after during my prep. Um, I didn't really have any goals after the show. It was just shows over. I couldn't really train. And I just ended up stuffing my face. Um, yeah. Especially the first week after, there was a news agent around the corner from the gym. And I was just doing shuttle runs to and from that news agent, <laughs> buying everything. Um, yeah. And it, now I've done previous diets, not to the extreme of bodybuilding shows, but for photo shoots and stuff, it's actually helped me massively. Go, you know, failing as such and, and yeah. costing up that much has actually helped me down the line, which is something I again try and drill into my clients. But yeah, how did you find that post-show period? Yeah, it, it was a massive, a massive um, mind fuck if you like. You know, it was um, Marcel kind of prepared me for it months before the show. So we we spoke about how I was going to reverse out of a show and how I was going to reverse diet. And, um, you know, he, he explained to me in great detail that, like, this this way where... Because we were on prep at the same time as well, which was cool. Um, and he was like, the way we're eating at the moment is not sustainable. Like, you can't, you can't live like this. So after the show, you're going to eat like this and your calories are going to be, go up to this. And, you know, you can you can relax more. You can have... Um, this and this and and it took me about five weeks I'd say after the uh, after the show to to actually have something that I wanted um, sorry post show straight away I went to Sainsbury's and I bought a bag of cookies and what else did I have a bag of cookies and uh, I think that was it oh and a strawberry milkshake yeah and um, and, uh, not, and I had the five guys so that was my that was my post show feed and for me, that was enough. I was like, I've wanted that for 20 weeks. And, you know, I've looked forward to that moment. I've wanted that meal. I've wanted them, that treat. I'm done now. I'm good to be back on, you know, back on track. Um, but yeah, it, as I say, it took me about five weeks. And then after five weeks or so, I started thinking, I'm still training so hard here. You know, I was still putting a, a big graft in and I was in the gym every single, you know, every session and I was doing my cardio and keeping my steps up. And I thought, I'll just relax it and see what happens. And I started relaxing it and putting a bit more food in and I started getting stronger. And then I relaxed it a bit more and, you know, I was training harder and I was getting bigger. Like muscle-wise, I could feel like I was growing and, and the, the feeling of training was in, insane. And I was like, wow, this is this is why people do this, do you know what I mean? And what I just have to, had to keep telling myself was, I'm eating to fuel my training. I'm not eating for enjoyment. And... So, like, I think at one point, a couple of months ago, me, me and Marcel were, were texting each other every couple of days and we were like, 
hey, I've just eaten a full pack of the chocolate digestives. And he'd be like, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, and then we'd just go and smash a leg day. And, you know, um, and, and we'd feel amazing. And then, you know, a couple of days later, hey, I've just eaten like four donuts. Hey, yes, all right. <laughs> or, you know, it kind of went like that for a bit. And then, as I say, I peaked. I got to about, well, I got to 280 pounds. I was 20 stone two or 20 stone four, I think, about six weeks ago, eight weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, I sent Marcel a few pictures of him. He was like, right, time to stop there and bring it back in a little bit. So at that point, I was on, I was still tracking everything. So I was on about 5,300 calories a day. Um, and we brought it down gradually. At the moment, I'm on 3,300. Um, and I'm 18 stone 12. So I've gone from 20 stone three or four to 18 stone 12 in the past like six weeks um, and I feel amazing I feel I feel really good you know I feel more energetic um, I feel starving <laughs> I feel really hungry but um, it's a nice hunger and I know it's it feels like I'm on prep a little bit again so which I really enjoyed and um, yeah and I like knowing I've got that control you know yeah, because I mean, the bottom line is for what you're wanting to do now, if you are wanting to do a few more bodybuilding shows over the next few years, you have to grow. You have to go yeah. into that higher calorie surplus. Otherwise, you're just going to look the same every single show you do. That's it. That's yeah, yeah. Pointless. Um, but if we relate it back to, say, people who don't do bodybuilding, just going through a dieting phase, they're very scared of that next period, going to maintenance, going to surplus. But if they are wanting to build a physique and build body shape, not just not for bodybuilding or photo shoot, but just looking good on the beach, you have to fuel that training. Because yeah. if, if you're not in that surplus, if your body doesn't have the energy, if it doesn't have the protein, there's nothing, there's nothing to help you grow. You're, you, you're, yeah. you're just spinning your wheels. And that's why people wonder why their body shape just stays the same all the time. Yeah. I, I think what, what I say to a lot of people now is, um, you know, people have taken the piss out of me so much for the amount of pictures that I take, but I do it for a reason. And like, I, I was I was looking back a couple of weeks ago at photographs from when I was 19 stone two years ago till when I was 19 stone now. And I look like two different people. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, the fact that my body weight... Yeah, the fact that my body weight was the same in both pictures, but I looked a lot different. Like, just, just shows that, you know, um, the number on the scales doesn't always mean a great deal. Um, there's there's other measurements you can take. There's, you know, one of the amazing things that I also um, found incredible was the fact that around the time of my show, my before I started all of this, my waist measurement around my waist was 47 inches. Um, and just like probably the week of the show or a week before that it was 34 34 and a bit um, and I was wearing 34, 36 jeans um, and I, I'm still wearing 30, well I'm wearing 36 jeans now um, and I used to be at 46 so um, you know I can still fit into my, my waist hasn't blown out massively you know my waist hasn't really grown a lot um, it's more which is, you know, another good indicator that I haven't kind of put a lot of fat on. And, um, you know, the surplus that I did push myself into has kind of done the job and helped with some muscle growth and 
um, and fueled me training really. So, yeah, it is. It, it's. I think it's a lot for people to get their head around, which is why you know online coaches or a coach is amazing because it, it you could so easily like I could have post show I could have gone and you know nailed food for months on end and gained a lot of fat, but the fat I have gained, I'm I'm aware of and I know it's for a reason and you know it's also helped me gain some some muscle size, um, which is primarily what. You know what it was like. You said what what the off season's about. So, um, yeah, if, if you've got to know that all the stuff you're doing is for a reason, like you said. Yeah, and there's a lesson there for people as well. People who have a personal trainer or an online coach, they they often leave them at the end of the dieting phase. Yeah, yeah. Stay with that person for the for a maintenance phase at least, or if you want part of the building phase, because it's a head fuck. Uh, just yeah. moving to that initial especially so my main clientele are women that have struggled with their weight loss for years they come to the end of their dieting phase and I'm saying right you, you can eat more calories now and they're like what, what, what the fuck do you mean there's, there's, no, <laughs> there's no way I'm eating more calories um, I'll just get fat again because that's what happens when I eat more so when they go off on their own they can't deal with that on their own they, yeah, yeah. That phase is potentially more important than the fat loss phase because it, that's where Definitely. it's gone wrong for people. Yeah, yeah. And it's so easy as well to, you know, to fall into for the little habits to keep back in. And, you know, um, it, it, as I say, I, I've be, I'm very lucky because I do stay like laser focused on things, but I've seen it myself. And, and to be fair, years ago when I did this Lumen World thing, you know, I was, I was, dead stick with me slim as well I lost five stone and then I started saying right ah, well, I'll treat myself to this on a weekend so you know I'd have a few drinks and then I'd have some chocolate and then I'd have a pizza and then I'd have takeaway and I'd think right excuse me I think right I've gained a stone here so I need to get that stone off and then before I knew it I was like oh fuck's sake I put two stone on forget about it you know what I mean and then that's why that's why I ended up going from Losing five stone to probably putting five stone and more back on. But um, you, that, that is what's helping you at the moment, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can talk about making mistakes. And again, people who struggle with their weight, they're too harsh on themselves. The, the smallest of mistakes becomes the end of the world. It's only a mistake if you don't learn from it. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That slimming world experience, you can now fall back on that and think, right, I'm going to avoid that. Um, yeah, yeah. I've used it in the past post show. I don't do it anymore if I do um, a photo shoot transformation or just a client messages me saying, Scott, I was tired. I ended up eating seven Mars bars. Well, okay, what triggered that? Let's, let's recognize that trigger so it doesn't happen again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they can do that, it's a massive plus. It's not even a negative or a mistake. It's a massive plus because it's going to help them for the rest of their life. Definitely. And that, that's, that's again, another thing that I've taken from all of this is the fact that people say to me, what are you going to do? What's going to happen to you when you go back to just being relaxed about your eating? Or, you know, what's going to happen to you when you don't do this anymore? But I'm three years in now and I haven't hated anything about the last three years. 
so so yeah so for me going forward this is this is me you know what i mean like i, I can it's sustainable to to eat the way i eat it's sustainable to live the way i live it's sustainable to chain our chain and and i enjoy it and like i feel incredible so why would i want to go back to sitting on the couch and drinking two bottles of wine a night and you know what i mean it's um so to get that point across to the people is people think that like i'm super strict and i'm regimented and i hate every second of it but i'm not it's like it's it's a lifestyle change that is for the better for me um you know pe- people don't understand body types as well do they? you know everyone's body types are different so i've got a friend that i've been trying to help put some weight on and um like for him, it's so hard to kind of push his calories up into the surplus that he needs to be in to to put the size on to the weight on, and um, like his his body just just burns burns food and you know burns through fuel and uh, my my body wasn't like that. I think it is a bit more now. You know, my metabolism has definitely changed because um, I, I can feel when I'm hungry. Sorry, the amount of muscle we've now got. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's, it's more like an engine now, isn't it? It's burning, so it's, you know, I need to fuel that, fuel that fire, if you like. And, um, whereas, yeah, beforehand, you know, I, I'd be, I could, I'd eat a big meal and I'd feel terrible. I'd feel tired and I'd feel sluggish and, and I'd feel gassy and my stomach would be bloated. And I, I don't get that feeling anymore because the food I'm putting in is, is the right food and, you know, it's good food and it's doing a job. Um, and that's another thing, you know, I look at food, as I said before, I think as a fuel rather than like a, you know, I want to sit down and talk into this um, dead high fat, high sugar thing for maybe a, a you know, a 20 minute high after it. And then you get that crash where, you, you know, your body just slumps. So probably three questions to finish up. You've, you've, you mentioned, and I think it's an important point, using not wanting to go back to the old version of you as motivation to keep on going when you look yeah. back at that, you know just before you jumped on that podcast with matt do you recognize that person at all no no it's, it's strange because i i i'm not a, i'm not a big believer of like you know looking into the past and dwelling on things but I do like to use the fact that that person that I was then it isn't me, and I probably wasn't me. Do you know what I mean? I just kind of fell into a bit of a a, a way of living. Um, but yeah, no, I I don't I don't recognise that person, and I don't I don't want anything to do with that person anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like the, I just feel like I was wasting time. I probably wasted so many years of my life, and and I, one of the things I I think now is I wish I'd have done this so much sooner because. I could have maybe had a, a better um, a better chance, you know, at doing some bodybuilding if I'd have started when I was in my twenties or something. But you know, life life happens, and what's happened has happened. But um, but yeah, no, I, you know, I I wouldn't go back to that way of living, and I, uh, it's it does make me sad that I did end up being like that. What's the best part of life now? Just reaping the rewards of, of the of the hard work that I've put in. Um, I'm being proud of it. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm settled down. Now. I've got a I've got a girlfriend and uh, just moved in together. And it's I've got my little boy and um, I wake up every day. Um, I set my alarm for six o'clock. Get up, go and do 
four and a half, five thousand steps, you know, walk every morning. Um, and start my day off in that way rather than dragging myself out of bed, feeling hungover, feeling tired, feeling sluggish. Um, and I just feel I feel like I take so much more out of things now. So like I just feel happier in, in so many ways. Um, so yeah, that's you know, it, it's it's just so much better. <laughs> oh, final question. And if there's anyone else in your how in the position you was or feeling the way you was, what advice would you give them? Start now. Like, you know, if you watch this and, and you feel inspired, or if you, you look at your Instagram and you you question whether to contact you or not, or you're worried about going to a gym and, and you know, you, you feel like you might be the, the only person in there that's out of shape or you're worrying about a lot of people worry about food like can i do the diet can i follow a diet can i cook the food there's so many um there's so many questions that people will be asking themselves and and that people do ask themselves and and the answer to them all is you know you, you can do it you can do it yeah it's I, I i never ever like i said to you before i never ever thought i'd see abs I mean, I was saying to Matt, like, I can't do a bodybuilding show with no abs. <laughs> I, I, and I was saying to Marcel the same thing. And you're like, your body fat will get low enough that you will be able to see abs. You've got abs under that fat. And I didn't believe it until I saw it myself. And, um, you know, there's so many things that, that seem impossible. But if you if you put the work in, you stick to the plan, listen to your coach or your, your, you know, your trainer, um, then you, you've kind of got to trust someone. And, I'd just say, yeah, just start like right now. Don't don't say I'll start on Monday because you'll end up doing what I would have done and getting everything in before that point and then you're in a worse position then. So the best starting position to be in is now. Do you know what I mean? Start right now. Great stuff, mate. Right. If ever, anyone wants to find what well, get if you are on Instagram, make sure you head over to Pete's Instagram. Because like I said, he shares a lot of photos, he shares his story. Um, it's massively inspirational. So if you just want to give your Instagram handle. That's at Pete J. Cranfield. Top man, mate. Thank you for coming on. Mate, thank you so much for, for having me on. I've, I've enjoyed the chat. And uh, and it's, as I say, it's always good to, you know, to speak to people that are in this industry because, um, you know, three years ago, I was so far away from having conversations with people in the industry from, from being anything to do with the industry. And now, you know, I, I feel like, I've met some really good people um, through through my own journey, and and yeah, hopefully you know that can inspire um, a couple of people to to maybe go on and have their own um, live their own journey. So yeah, thank you so much. Great stuff. Cheers, buddy. All right, take care.